the punches. Hi, everybody. Your old friend, Mike Coolahan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio for Saturday, January 21st. Coming at you on Global Irish Radio and then on podcasts. Uh, it's usually by Sunday. We're brought to you by Flood Brothers. Sheehy, where all the eight people go. Local 150 operating engineers, Madden Funds, and Fox's Pizza. And Guinness is good for you. Got a great show coming up. We're going to the vault again. We're going back to the vault. We're going to listen to Kathleen Lang. But before that, I want to play one of my favorite tunes by a great Irish artist, the one and only Van the Man, Van Morrison. I always like this tune because it's like, it's called Wavelength. It's about getting on the wavelength, and that's what we're doing. We're getting on your wavelength, and uh, it'll get you in the mood for the show. So listen to this, Van Morrison, Wavelength, and I'll be right back after this from the great, the one, and only Van the Man. This is a song about your wavelength and my wavelength, baby. You turn me on Would you get me on your wavelength now? Yeah, 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 yeah With your wavelength Go with your wavelength With your wavelength With your wavelength
on Hibernian Radio, everybody. That was a great Van Morrison, one of my favorite tunes. Hey, we're back, and we're going into the vault again. Back to uh, September of 2021. We have the one and only Kathleen Lang. Ah, she's a darling girl. 30-year veteran of the Cook County Sheriff's Police. Grew up in Canaryville. Went to St. Christina, Mother Macaulay. She's got some great jail stories to tell us. She's also the wife of the one and only... Jeff Lang will be seeing Monday night. More about that later. But uh, she is just a darling, uh, Kathleen Lang. So give a listen to our interview with the one and only Kathleen Lang from, I can't remember, it's from a couple of years ago. That's the great thing about the vault. Uh, so here she is, Kathleen Lang. We have an old friend on the show, uh, Kathleen Downey. Lang, 30-year veteran of the Sheriff's Office, the Cook County Sheriff's Police, Sergeant Kathleen Lang. Kath, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. Great to have you here. Now, let's get right into it. Where did you grow up? Are you from Chicago? Yes. I was born and raised in Chicago. Started off in Canaryville. Oh, yeah. Yes. St. Gabe's? St. Gabe's. Yeah. Uh, went to Graham School. Oh, yeah. St. Yes. Gabe's got a hand Gabe's, there. Gabe's. Yeah. Um, went there until... Between the summer between sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Then moved out to Mount Greenwood. Oh, perfect. Went to St. Christina's Graham School. Well, you know, there's an old rumor that there's a river from Canaryville to Mount Greenwood, underground river. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Okay. Well, they called that Canaryville South. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. They called it Mount Greenwood, Canaryville South. So, yeah, and then I went to... So, uh, you went with St. Christina you moved to? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were right around the corner from St. Christina's School. Okay. And then went to Mother Macaulay High School. Oh, good for you. Yes. Yeah. And and you were one of three sisters. You have three sisters. There's actually five of us. There's oh, okay. There's three. Actually, there's four girls, one boy. Yeah. And what are their names? Uh, there's they're me. all younger than you, yeah, right? Yeah, they're all younger than me. Yeah. There's Teresa, uh, Larry, Sharon, and Patty. Okay. And uh, how Larry? He's the prince, right? Oh yeah. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but nobody else went into law enforcement besides no, you. Just me. You. Just me out of the family. Well, my dad was a uh, Chicago police officer. Oh, was well. he? Yes. Okay, that explains yes. it. He yeah. worked with uh, Skinny. Oh, did uh, he? Yes. Um, I wouldn't be bragging about that. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny's brother's on the show next week. Oh, good. Tom Tucker. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Um, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. Uh, where um, do you work with Skinny? Is it McCormick Place or All city? over. I yeah. Well, you know, my dad was also uh, worked. Your, what was your dad's name? Lynch. Oh, Lynch. Larry Lynch. Larry Lynch, yes. okay. Uh, his nickname was Lousy. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Lousy Lynch. Larry yeah. Lousy Lynch. Um, he used to, well, my dad was mass transit. Um, he worked the wagon. Oh, he was a wagon um, man. Yeah, yeah, he was a wagon man for a while. Uh, he worked the 10th district and then mass transit. Then he did uh, the beach patrol. Then from there, he worked at City Hall. He was, work he was working on mayor's detail. Oh, good for time. him. He mm -hmm. probably knows our old pal, Alamo Lynch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was on the mayor's detail. All right, so what possessed you to say, you know what, I'm going to join the Cook County Sheriff's Police uh, Force? Actually, it wasn't a choice of mine. Uh, my uncle, um, he knew quite a few individuals with the Sheriff's Department, and they were passing out at the time they were, had the applications. He says, why don't you take the application? So I went, okay. So I filled yeah. out the application, sent it in. How old were you, if you don't mind me uh, asking? At that time, I think I was 21 going on 22. Oh, oh there goes oh, your okay. notes. Yeah, that's we'll all get right. Those. Get Tw those, Jeff. Those are her notes. 21, <laughs> 22. 
uh, when I did the application. Okay. And um, didn't expect to get hired. Yeah. I actually was. Why? Because you're a woman? It really wasn't something that I really wanted to do. My thing was I actually wanted to become a doctor. Oh, good for you. But I never. Well, you became kind of a doctor. (laughs) I know, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, sort of. And then when my uncle, you know, told me to take the application, did that, I was working as an auditor for Amico Oil. Okay. So, you know, I was pretty good with my job, and yeah. I enjoyed it. And yeah. like I said, I didn't expect to get it. If I got it, I got it. If I yeah. didn't, no, yeah. no harm, no foul. Now, where were you living then? Uh, Here I was, in the neighborhood? Yes, I actually lived on 111th and Western. Okay. I was in the... On top of McNally's? <laughs> no, actually, I was right across the street from, at that time, it was a jewel. Oh, and yeah. And then it became the fair play. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I lived right in those, well, they're condos now, but those yeah. apartment buildings right there, I lived okay. there. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know... You it probably hit a lot of those joints on Western Avenue. Yes, I did. Yes, I <laughs> okay. did. Okay. Yes. Up and down. The death walk. Yes. Uh, well, I didn't have far to walk. Yeah, I exactly. didn't have to drive. You could stumble home. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have far to drive. Uh, walk right there. So what, what happened? They sent you a thing and said, okay, They sent right. me uh, the letter saying that I was certified and stuff like that and uh, was supposed to start the academy in December of 88. Oh, okay. And... So at that, when I got that letter, I then told my work, okay, well, here's your two weeks notice. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. Then I get a phone call from them saying, no, we're not going to do this until, you know, next year. And I'm like, uh, I already gave gave my people my two week notice. Yeah. So now I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Yeah. For a year. Right. So they ended up calling me back. Oh, they did. Yeah. So, but yeah, I ended up uh, getting on. I was actually a... How long is the academy? At that time, it was 12, 12 weeks. Okay. 12 weeks at that time. Where is it? Well, when I went, there was no real academy. There was no physical building. Uh We actually did our classroom work and our PT and everything at the jail. At the jail? At the jail. Okay. In the basement of Division 6. Okay. Um, When we had to go out and run or do our, you know calisthenics and stuff like that we ended up doing them out in the street on oh. sacramento avenue or yeah. we ran around the complex of the jail yeah. yeah that was our that was our academy we didn't have a physical building was mike sheehan the sheriff then he had um or was o'grady o'grady had just left yeah. when she came in okay yeah. yeah yeah um so you were a young lady, and you're very attractive now. So I Thank imagine you. you were a hot little number when you were 20. <laughs> you, you, you remember? Uh, oh, I got comments from the peanut the, gallery. Who was the one in Police Story? Uh, uh, they called her Pepper. Angie Dickinson. Yes. You got a yes. real Angie Dickson, Dickinson vibe going. Oh, thank Did you. Did you ever hear that before? Yes, I okay. used to watch okay. her all the time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you picked up some of her, yeah. Yes, some of her uh, habits. So there you were, the lady cop, the, the hot young blonde. How would, how was it? I mean, did you have any problems? No, it was actually different, and you know, I lost a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because my friends were criminals. Pretty much, my <laughs> friends at that time weren't of the most favorable type of individuals. Um, you know, and you you have to associate yourself with sure with good people. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, you know, things didn't quite work out the way they were, should have. Well, come on, you were a Macaulay graduate. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I wasn't. Oh, that perfect, Mike. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you a funny story about Macaulay later. All right, so you were there 30 years. Yes. So that's a long career, and, and you worked at the jail. Now, I remember you telling me before you, 
You were at intake where they, it was the women's jail, basically, right? No, I worked in the men, males. Oh, no kidding. I worked in the men's. It was actually receiving. Receiving took in both male and female. Yeah. And one part of the basement receiving room was set up for just females. Yeah. And at that time, when I first started, if we got 20 females in on the new, is what they called when we, you know, when yeah. they came in, we were lucky. Yeah. Um, but no, majority of my time was done in the mail, in no the mail receiving room, yes. And some pretty rough customers come through there. Oh, yeah, they became uh, very well known, um, knew them by first name. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they were repeats. Oh, the yeah. The majority of them, well, They're nothing back. but repeats. And, yeah. you know, they go out for the summertime, and in the fall, they come in, and they'd stay here for the three hots and a cot. <laughs> and come springtime, they go right back out again. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Had, they knew they were getting free medical, free dental. Sure. You know, place to sleep keep warm yeah so they, they and at that time there were a lot of people in the jail right yes we used to have something like on a given year anywhere from 100 to 120,000 that would come in 120,000 yeah mm-hmm. that would come through there they would come through the jail holy yes. cow yes mm-hmm. that's 120,000 a year mm-hmm. man that's yes. unbelievable yeah we kept track of them one uh, year. You guys were busy. Yes, yeah. we were. Yeah. We were really busy. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been. Yeah. I haven't been down in the receiving room in oh geez over twenty. And you don't want to be. No. Yeah, no. I don't blame over you. Over twenty something years. Yeah. A lot of things have changed. Actually, when I started in receiving room, everything was done by paper. Everything yeah. was done hand by hand. Yeah. There was no computers or anything like that. We had uh, big tear sheets that were three times the size of this table, yeah. and we would draw lines on it, and we would handwrite their names, <clears throat> handwrite their names, their ID number, their charges, their bond, and what division they were going to go to. You photograph them there, too? Or they would yeah. do, we would do the photographs, yeah. uh, their fingerprints. Uh, they would then go for a somewhat of a minor physical. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we did that all there. And then they would be, at that time, they were strip searching. Wow. Um, and things like that. You weren't doing that, though. No, no, okay. no, no. Only the females. Ah, okay. At the time, they were still strip searching the females as well. So, yeah. you know, when they would, the time come for the strip search and they would call all the females, we would go over there and deal with the female search, uh, strip searching. And if the guys, when they were strip searching, females couldn't go into a particular well, area, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see them. <laughs> I don't well, want to see that. Do you, when you were doing this, now, did you still have your apartment over at 111th and Western? Yes, I did. And yes. who were you living with? Were you I, s- I actually, at that time, when I s- first started uh, the sheriff's department, I was actually engaged to be married to someone else. No kidding? Yes. Oh, the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> and did you come home and go, oh, you, my God, you wouldn't believe what happened today. And, you know. He really wasn't interested in it oh yeah he wasn't interested in it and that's when you know just and that's when you met you jeff. met jeff at the jail i met jeff at the jail <laughs> yes jeff is your husband yes. today, for those who don't know and they've been married how long are you guys married 18 It'd years be 18 in october that's great yeah. okay so well that was a match made in heaven right there you're both at the jail yes he told me the story he was you came to get, and he told you you couldn't park there or something yes, like that yes i had as a matter of fact i was driving a cadillac Oh, good time. for you. Yes, I was driving a Cadillac at that time. I thought that was cast me out because I was making sure. big money. Yeah. Ooh, I was making for big money. For a single girl. Heck yeah. Yeah. Starting pay, well, years ago, starting pay was $19,000, and I thought that was like, yeah. cast me out. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I come home with a Cadillac. My dad's like, what are you doing? What are you doing with the Cadillac? It's like, 
I can afford it, Dad. Yeah. I, I make good money now. And yeah. he's like, I can't afford a damn Cadillac. <laughs> what do you think great. you can afford one? Yeah. So I would go, I went to work. So you drive up to the jail in your caddy. Yeah, I drive up at the jail in the caddy, and I says, you know, I need to park in there. And he says, no, you got to park over there. Yeah. And I'm uh. like, but no, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm, running, yeah. I'm running late, yeah. and I need to hurry up and get in. He's like, mm, I don't care. You need to park over there, yeah. <laughs> you know. So he's like, I guess he felt sorry for me. So he's like, okay, I'll let you, you put your car here. But leave your key. I say I leave my key with you. I yeah. don't know who, who you are. are. Yeah. He's what? Well, I'm not going to steal your car. Yeah. Just come out at lunchtime or after roll call and move your car. Okay. So, so he can schmooze you anyway. Yeah, so he, he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. he, was, he, he was working it. it too. Yeah. 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 He's going to sit there and tell you no. Yeah. He was working it too. Yeah. Um, so I did. I came out and uh, moved the car, and then just like I said, it just one thing after another. I, you know, I just would walk past the guard shack at the time and, and there he was, there he yeah. was and yeah. I just watch him and watch him and one yeah. time I was watching him so much I didn't pay attention to what was going on in front of me <laughs> and they had you know the wooden horses yeah and you hit one I hit one with, with your caddy with, no actually oh. I was walking because oh. I knew from that point forward not oh. to park I couldn't yeah. park over there so yeah. of course I had to park in the oh, other this section is funny. yeah so I would walk I walked across and like I said paying attention and watching him and what <laughs> he's doing and not paying attention and then went flipped right over the horse you did yeah sure did oh, went right great. over and I got up brushed myself off and pretended like I like <laughs> looking around like like I tripped over something what was that yeah, yeah like I tripped over something and things like that and you know of course he's laughing he's got that little snicker oh, yeah. little grin he on his face it. like yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah he's like thinking of thinking himself yeah I got her <laughs> so now how many years did you do that just working at intake oh geez probably a good 12 wow 12 14 years yeah yeah and did it ever get you down or anything or i mean you're looking at the dregs of humanity coming through there no actually i had worked with a very good amount of individuals these, these people we were all about getting the job done yeah um we were close-knit family yeah you know we worked together um if one became overwhelmed with something. Sure. The other person, we would just jump in. We didn't care. It was none of this. Well, that's not my job. Oh yeah, good. That's not my job. I don't get paid for that. Yeah, yeah. We worked together. We were a team. Yeah. Not anymore. It's oh, it is yeah. it changed so much. Uh, even when I had left, even working in the different other various divisions that I worked in, they it wasn't about camaraderie anymore oh, there was teamwork. no teamwork yeah. nothing it yeah. was all about me myself and i and it's like you know what you can't go through life with is there a union for the sheriff's police well i wasn't actually sheriff's police i was corrections oh okay there's yeah. actually three yeah. units in the sheriff's department you have your courts you have your corrections and then you have your sheriff's police and in order to get to sheriff's police at that time you had to be in corrections okay um that's like a training right yeah. um but i was corrections Courts, of course, but they, those were the bailiffs. They worked in the courtrooms. Yeah. Um, and corrections worked in the jail. And uh, I would imagine the bailiffs—that's an easy gig, you know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I never actually. You said were in the meat of it. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the receiver room was actually the heart of the jail. Yeah. If you could work the receiver room, you pretty much can work anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere in that in that department or in the jail, you could work anywhere. It was, you know, that receiving room was the heart. 
And how many guys would come in at one time? I mean, I, I have this vision of you guys with like bullhorns and going, all right, everybody against the wall over there. No. Oh, I might look like I'm meek and mild. Mark. I know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't need bullhorns. No. We, no, we yeah. didn't need bullhorns. Um, we, you know, they're anywhere from like 125 to 150. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we would get, a, and then depending on, you know, around the holidays, some days it would be more than others. Yeah. On the weekends, they would be heavy. During the week, it was light. You know, just depending on the time of year. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the hot summer months, yes, oh, we got yeah. a lot. In the cold winter months, not so much because everybody was already in jail. <laughs> now, these guys have already been convicted. Or they're not no. doing time. They're just some of them are waiting to, for trial and Correct. stuff. Correct. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, the Cook County Jail is a holding, ah, um, okay. kind of like a holding, as you want to call it, where your penitentiaries are 360, anything more than 365 days, you would then be sent to the penitentiary to do your time. Okay. 364 days or less, you, you can do jail, your time at the county jail. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Um. And then you told me some other stories that you went from that assignment, you met a lot of strange women in the jail. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, who, God. who were, uh, oh, Lord. actually, that reminds me of a joke. It's like, how many perverts does it take to unscrew a light bulb? Uh, and it's well, like, in this case, oh, there was only one. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> in this case, there was only one. Yeah, okay, so tell me. Yeah, it was that uh, <laughs> she was actually in jail for killing her son oh my god he, yeah. she choked him with an electrical cord oh she ended up losing him to dcfs but somehow got him back from then, dcfs oh wow and then when she how got old him, was the kid i think he was like only two years old oh my god to only like two years old and yeah. she ended up strangling him with an extension cord holy cow so at that time you know we had the light bulbs in the sockets and in the jail. You know, in the jail, and they would, or she would unscrew the light bulbs and put them in her hoo-ha. <laughs> and... I know what that is. And in, uh, among <laughs> various other objects. Yeah. And, you know, we would have to then bring her to the medical department yes. so they can remove the objects. Yeah. And uh, But it just seemed like some cases... You know, even if you went to go grab her to try to escort her, it would get her excited. Oh, wow. Just you touching her. Just touching yeah. her would yeah. get her excited, and yeah. she would pop the light bulbs. Oh, come on. No, she would pop <laughs> the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Tom it, Cody just came in, uh, folks, the head of the Emerald Society. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, well, that would hurt her, I would imagine. That could be very she dangerous. Didn't she didn't care. She would scar herself. She would cut herself oh, up. Wow. At the time, there was smoking allowed in the jail. Oh, wow. She they allowed smoking in the jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. at that time, yeah. yeah. That she yeah. would burn herself with the cigarettes. Oh, wow. With the, you know, with the hot box of the cigarettes, she would burn herself. Or Did you guys have, like, a nickname for her? I mean, you can't tell me her real yeah. name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, crazy. Oh, just I mean, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's just, they were, a lot of them were just way out there. Well, do they ever get, like, psychiatrists who come in and say, uh, this person's nuts. And, you know. Well, yeah. Well, she would end up going over to the psych ward okay. of the jail, and she would stay get there. Get the light bulbs there. And get the light bulbs <laughs> there. But, but she would stay there, and then for whatever reason, somehow she'd end up back in general, po general population. And wow. it's like, how is this happening? This girl needs help. Yeah. Either that or she was playing the system. Is she a big woman? Oh, yeah. She was a big girl. Wow. She, she was a big girl. Yeah. Big girl. Oh, yeah. Then we had another one. It was Her name was Smokey. 
Smoky. And yeah. she too would burn herself with the cigarettes uh, and things yeah. like that. And she, uh. she looked like a man and uh. fought uh. like a man. Oh, I'll bet. Um, and uh, did you guys have to fight with these? Uh, there were times we had to. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want to. Yeah, but it just starts. Right. Yeah. You don't want the crap to. Crap hits the fan. It's like you know, it's our go time. Right. Our time. Smoky. The whole thing there is, we're not there to fight these individuals. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to let you come up to me and, you know, right. try to hit me at that time with the, you know, they had these big trays, big plastic heavy trays oh, that, the they would put the, yeah. that they would put the food on. Yeah. And they try to hit you with that. I'm like, no, you're not going to hit me. Yeah. You know, not huh. at all. Oh, but wow. I developed a good relationship with a lot of them. Did you really? Yes, I did. And yeah. a lot of them, you know. Mutual I respect. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they knew where I stood. I knew where they stood, you know, in... I told them what I expected them from them when I worked their particular tier. Yeah. I need this from you, and then in in return for me, you know, I'll do what I can. Yeah. If you need, you know, Kotex pads or, you know, sanitary pads or toothpaste or whatever, I'll do what I can. Yeah. You know. Um, woman to woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would go and get them. You know, there were times the two that I would go out on my lunch and I would good for you. Would buy some sanitary supplies. Yeah. The one girl had said, you know, she was having issues so i felt bad so yeah. I'm like, i know what it's like yeah and we didn't have any in the in the division yeah we were waiting for the order to come in so i went out and i bought some next thing i know i'm looking at looking at her feet and i'm looking like <laughs> so what the hell you got on your feet <laughs> she took the cortex pads and made bunny slippers out of them <laughs> i was like okay. i'm like are you kidding me a new use that yeah. no one knew about. Yeah. And literally made bunny slippers. She had the you know the nice pad on the yeah. bottom with the bunny ears and yeah. I was like, I'll be an SOB. I was like, I'll never buy another oh, <laughs> that's funny. You'd be nasty yeah. if I buy another one for you. Um so you did that and then you went into training, right? Yes. Okay. Where'd oh actually no, I actually worked in the executive director's office oh, as an administrative right. assistant. And who was the executive director? At that Jim McGingham one time was executive. He, he was uh, an assistant executive director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jim was, yes. Yeah. He worked. Uh, I was in the office when he was working. At that time, when I started up there, I think it was Kelly Baird. Okay. And then from there, I think it was uh, Godinez. Then Henry Godinez. Not Henry, oh, no. Okay. Salvador Godinez. Okay. Um, and then from there, I think... It, for the temporary was Scott Kurtovich. Then he left, and then it was uh, Gary Hickerson. And then I left and went to training. And then I have no idea who was it who became an executive director. So you that. went basically you went to the academy then. Yes, right? I went to the oh, academy. Okay. Yes. And by then you were an experienced veteran. Yes. You know, had a lot of time. I had only six years left to do. Oh really? I yeah. only had six years left, and I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, I gotta make this. I gotta make it through. Yeah. Kind of make it through, and it was. It actually went very quick. Yeah. It went a lot quicker than I had anticipated. Oh, I'm sure the training was a lot easier than intake. Well. Uh. Yeah. yeah, you still had the, you know, the personalities and oh, yeah. things of your fellow co-workers. Sure. And, you know, they felt that, you know, you're a female. You ain't going to tell me how oh, to do wow. this or, yeah. you know, defensive tactics. And, oh, wow. You know, it, yeah. you had a lot of them that went along with the program. Then you had a lot of them that challenged the program. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's like, okay, people, come on. We're supposed to be adults here. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I don't like it as much as you do, but this is what we got to do. 
Yeah, but I can see you didn't take any crap from anybody. No, no, <laughs> I told him. I told him the way it was. Oh, I didn't tolerate anyone's crap, nor yeah. did I dish any out. Yes, good you, for you. You know, yeah. if they needed help with something, and I always told them, I said, you know, you may not like me, and that's fine. Yeah. However, you can assure this, that if you need help, I'll do whatever I can to help you out. Good and if you. I don't have the answer, I will find the answer, and I'll let you, I'll let you know. Yeah. And whatever you discuss with me stays between me and you oh, good and you. if you want other people to know the only way they're going to know is if you tell them yeah i said that's one thing you'll know about me once you tell me something it's not going to go anywhere wow so yeah. i did have a lot of people that would call me or text me hey sarge you know oh, no kidding. I, I need someone to talk to blah 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 and i'm like okay when you want to meet you want to call yeah. me wow good for you yeah so you I could write a book about this did you ever think about that i thought about it but it's like yeah no yeah, you don't yeah, want to go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I want to move forward. Yeah. So uh, now, how far into the job were you when you and, and Jeff got married? Actually, when I when Jeff and I got married, I was still working in Division Four. Did everybody know that uh, you were a couple and everything? And, uh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. You didn't have to keep it quiet or anything. No. Oh, no. Yeah. no. Well, he worked in Chief Security at the time, and then. Um, he actually left Chief Security and then went to electronic monitoring. Oh, yeah. And then stayed there for probably about a year, and then from there he went to Sheriff's Police. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, I mean, it was kind of hard to see him only a couple of days a week. Yeah. Because of the crazy hours he held, you know. Oh, he was an undercover guy and stuff, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, what are you doing now? Nothing. Because <laughs> she says that with such glee. Nothing. Yeah. No, I like to golf. Yeah. I, actually, I love golfing. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm not the greatest at it, I still love to golf. Yeah. Um, I don't care if it takes me all day to put that little ball in that little hole. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, I love gardening. I love being out in the yard and putzing yeah. with the vegetables and the grass. Oh, you have a garden? I have a little garden at home, yes. Tomatoes? Tomatoes, cucumbers, oh, and sweet banana peppers. Oh, terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons we do this show is because of the culture with uh, the police and everything. And so we want you to know how much we salute you and respect you. And you did your time. And, got, you know, anything you'd like to say about the culture with the police these days? It's actually a sad society that we are living in. Yeah. You know, you have groups of individuals who are categorizing all the police the same. Yeah. Just like the police and just like groups, there's always a bad apple. Yeah. But you cannot punish everyone else because of one bad apple. You know, and, and people don't quite understand that. And, you know, today we had a little bit of a situation kind of at home where we had, you know, people taking... Photos, you know, you can't even have a, a flag outside your house. Oh. You can't even put a flag outside your house. Why? They say it's political? No, it's just that you have these groups that are driving around. Oh, in you mean the thin blue line flag? No, just American flag. Oh, you've got to be kidding yeah, me. Yeah, you know. You know what? Now, we've been promoting you that you're going to be on the show. Facebook would not print an ad because it was police. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? I believe it. They said it's political. I said, it's the police. No, they don't care. Unbelievable, those yeah. commies, the I little know. Zuckerberg. I know. I'd I like know. to wring his neck. Okay. Anyway, well, thank you for your service and everything you've done. Well, thank and you. now you're taking care of that big loop over there, yes. Jeff. <laughs> My baby. Yeah. 
So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. God bless you. Thank you for having Stay me. Stay safe. Thank yeah. you. And this is Kathleen Lang, and she's one of the best. We're going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey, everybody. This is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian Radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Heading into the home stretch here on Hibernian Radio, January 21st, Saturday. Thanks for joining us. We once again went to the vault, and I want to play one more tune by my old friend, Van Morrison. This is a song I find very inspiring, In the Garden. Uh, before we get to the final joke of the show, thanks for listening, everybody. And here he is, Van Morrison, In the Garden.
probably be seeing her and her husband Monday night because Monday night the Emerald Society annual chili cook-off Monday January 23rd 7 p.m. Chicago FOP Hall Lodge number 71412 West Washington Boulevard 
It's a chilly cook-off, and yours truly is going to be wearing three pairs of boxers that night because I'm a judge, and I'll be judging who has the best chili. You'll get to meet the new St. Patrick's Day Queen. I think her name is... I don't remember. <laughs> but she'll be there. A beautiful the talent. I think it's Darcy Cronin or something like that. But she'll be a darling girl, and we'll interview her while we're there. Also, we'll be attending uh, music by Finn Barfagan that night. And cheese, crackers, onions, hot dogs, fine Irish tableware. That's what I'm interested in. And as always, cold beverages will be served. And also, Tullamore Dew is doing a tasting that night. Courtesy of the one and only Billy Houlihan. Uh, and uh, so you can get uh, free uh, whiskey shots. Free Tullamore Dew. You can't beat that. Not with a stick. So I hope to see you all there. Monday night. This Monday night. The annual chili cook-off at the FOP Lodge, 1412 West Washington Boulevard. Starts at 7. Uh, meet the new queen. Meet uh, Finbar Fagan and all the other guys that will be there and Gales and all the police officers. It's a great night. Always is. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be there with my sons. Maybe the grandkids. Uh, and uh, let's have some chili, baby. Okay. Also, I want to remind everybody, coming up in February, our friend Kevin O'Shea is running the Irish Rebel Music Fest over at Gaelic Park on Sunday, February 26th from 6 to 10. Uh, Gaelic Park, of course, is at 6119 West 147th Street in Oak Forest. Tickets are 50 bucks, and they are for the benefit of Danny Golden, Chicago police officer who was tragically paralyzed and wounded several months ago. Maybe I think it was last summer. And uh, he needs help, and uh, everybody will be coming out to help him and his family. Also appearing is Kieran Byrne, the Chancers, Chicago Garda Pipes and Drums, and, of course, the main event, Derek Warfield and the Young Wolftones. Kevin O'Shea is a great guy, and he brings in Irish music uh, musicians who come in and play Chicago, and that's his gift to our city. So thanks to Kevin for doing that. They're also having a 50-50 raffle, cash bar, live band. And uh, for more information, uh, go to the Gaelic Park website, or organized by Kill and crack trot. I can't even read this. It's in Gaelic. For fuck's sake. Put it in English. Anyway, it's a great organization. Or call Kevin O'Shea. I think his number's on here. There it is. 630-865-7137. Kevin O'Shea at Kinsale Capital Partners. He's the guy who runs it. Uh, if you want to get reservations, tickets are 50 bucks. We'll see you there. Okay? Now, you know, Billy, whenever I'm walking on... The Western Avenue, I look in the window of Ken's Wrongs, Hearts, and those great Irish saloons, and I see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist, and he says to me, Hey, Wooly, who died? A big bile for you, because I talked to my old pal PJ this morning, my obit scout. Uh, now, this one hits kind of close to home. This is my friend uh, Bill Leslie and Tim Leslie's mom, Jean Marie Leslie. She was 97, God bless her. Beloved wife of the late Walter Buck Leslie, who was a sergeant in the U.S. Army. Daughter of the late Louis Austin Beeland and the late Margaret. Loving best mother ever of Tom, Tim, uh, the late Susan Leslie. Mary uh, Finn, married to Jim Finn. Margie, married to Dan O'Connell. Dick Leslie. Uh, Bill Leslie, married to Marianne Rowan Leslie. And 
Joan Alvarez. She was an amazing woman. She was the smartest girl in St. Thomas Aquinas High School class in 1943. An excellent cook, baker, seamstress, champion, bowler, and a crossword savant. Jean served her country honorably during World War II as the civilian executive secretary to the highest-ranking U.S. Army office in Chicago and post-war with the Army's redistribution and divestiture program. She started dating her beloved Buck Mount Carmel, class in 1943, at age 16, waited for him to return from the Pacific Theater, married him at St. Lawrence Church on April 17, 1948, and built a beautiful life with him. She was loved by all her relatives, friends, and neighbors, especially the Hamiltonians. God rest her lovely soul, Jean Marie Leslie. And my best to Tim and Billy Leslie. Okay, another one close to home, Rick Toulis. What a character. Richard D. Toulis, Rick's retired CPD, 60. Lifelong Canaryville resident, passed away January 12th. Beloved husband of Dolores, loving father of Ricky Toulis II, and Brittany Toulis, cherished brother of Cheryl, dearest uncle of Shannon, Margaret, and Sean O'Toolis. What a, this guy was a riot. And I know you guys all knew him. Rick was a loyal and dedicated retired Chicago police officer. He was the past president of the Emerald Society and a former jail guard for Cook County. He was a passionate cook who would enjoy cooking meals for his family and friends. He owned and operated his own food truck and attended several different events and fests to share his joy of cooking with everyone. He enjoyed spending time with his family and playing Santa Claus during the Christmas season. He was always remembered for his honesty. Well, you can say that again. Loyalty, bravery, great sense of humor, and quick-witted jokes. What a guy. God rest his soul. Rick Toulis. Also, Dorothy Kent, age 80 of Oak Forest, beloved wife of the late Louis Luke Kent, loving mother of Denise. God rest her soul. Uh, memorial contributions in Dorothy's name may be made to the Wounded Warrior Project. God rest her soul, Dorothy Kent. Also, James Henry, Honorable James Henry, a judge, 71 of Chicago, a loving father of Nicholas, a beloved former husband of Judith Henry, uh, dearest brother-in-law of Joyce, the late Kevin, Marianne, and Marianne Reynolds, fond uncle of Julie and Michael, affectionately known as Hank. He cherished spending time with his family. He loved the White Sox, Blackhawks, frequently attended games with his family, friends, and colleagues, uh, and driving the driving range, working on his games. True passion was making people happy. Always quick to tell a funny story and offering help whenever he could. Judge Henry was elected to the bench the Cook County Circuit Court in 1988, retired in 2007. Over the course of his judicial career, he held assignments in the Chancery Division, Law Division, County Division. Prior to joining the bench, he was a partner at Gould and Ratner, specializing in real estate tax, zoning, and environmental matters. And before that, he was with the state's attorney's office. God rest his lovely soul, Judge Jim Henry. Also, Marianne Davies, age 81, Marianne was a loving and devoted mother to her daughter, Nancy, uh, and son, John. Uh, what else? She will be missed by her nephews, nieces, and many family and friends. Marianne was the eldest child of Martin Joseph Kinane and Anne Frances Hennessy, both of whom were originally from Ireland. Marianne was a member of St. Anne's Catholic Church at Hazelcrest, where she volunteered serving family dinners and was a volunteer at the Homewood Flossmore Park District. God rest her lovely soul. Mary Ann Davies. Mary Crowley Ryan, Mary Ryan, 
uh, age 83, of Chicago, beloved wife of Alan C. Ryan III, loving mother of Alan C., Kelly Ryan, Brian Ryan, Catherine C.C. Duffy, uh, dear sister of Joanne McAdams, brother Brian Crowley, and cousin of Sister Diane Kennedy O.P., a Dominican. God rest her lovely soul, Mary Ryan, Mary Crowley Ryan. And Bill McGuire, let me just see, oh, this, and finally, Bill McGuire, uh, 86. He was finally known as Bill or Willie to friends and family. He worked as a diesel mechanic, as a member of Mechanics Local 701 for many years. In his younger years, he was active in playing Gaelic football and boxing. Enjoyed watching football, soccer, going fishing, walks to the park, and telling a good dad joke. Nothing wrong with that. He had a great fondness for apple pie, and so do I. Bill is survived by his wife, Ita, Ita McGuire. Children, Valerie, Liam, Sean, Brian, Deirdre, Brendan, Bridget, and his twin brother, John, John McGuire, and his brother, PJ. He's also survived by many nieces and nephews. He was preceded in death by his parents, as well as his sisters, Christina, Maggie, Mary, Kathleen, Josie, and Nell. 86, God rest his soul, Willie McGuire. And I think we can close up the crypt and uh, take a break now from messages from our friends. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. One hundred and ten years ago, Roger Sheehy started his family business with his sons. Sheehy's have handled a lot of Southside Irish families since then, mine included. When my late brother Willie died, my brother Danny and I went out to meet with Bob Sheehy to discuss the wake and funeral. Bob and Jimmy Sheehy are quite simply the best. But there's something else about the Sheehy's. Willie was a bachelor. He died alone. The nurses at Northwestern gave me his belongings when I went to pick up his stuff after his death. They gave me his wallet, clothes, and some cash that was on him when he died. As Danny and I discussed what suit to bury Willie in, I handed the cash, 88 bucks, to Bob Sheehy, and I said, put this in his pocket before the wake. Danny looked at me funny, and I said, just some walking around money in case he needs it wherever he's going. But Bob Sheehy said, of course. He knew I was grieving in my own way for probably my favorite brother. I'll never forget that. Sure, the Sheehys were great through the whole thing, and as I did Willie's eulogy at Christ the King, I saw Bob standing in the back of the church, laughing along with the rest of our family as I told some Willie tales out of school. I will never forget that. And when I die, I know my old friends Bob and Jimmy Sheehy will be keeping an eye out for me and my family. They are the best in the business. 
Sheehy's been helping Irish families on the South Side for a long, long time. Just like their father and grandfather before them. Sheehy, where all the right people go. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Hey folks, Charlotte Houlihan here. Did you know that Hibernian Radio is now streaming worldwide on Global Irish Radio? Every Saturday night at 7 p.m. or 1 a.m. in Ireland. Yes, the Irish are always way ahead of us. Check it out at globalirishradio.com or capital G-I-R dot I-E. Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly Institution at 99th and Western, as well as in Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. You got the best of both worlds. Still owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose mom and dad, Frank and Teresa, bought the Western location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. They open the doors in Orland at 73 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. You'll recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, whose great times have been celebrated for generations of Chicagoland Irish. Fox's is perfect for the whole family, pickup or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner, whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza. It's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Foxes in Beverly at 773-239-3212 or in Orland Park at 708-349-2111. They're proud sponsors of Hibernian Radio and all Irish first responders. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Gotta love that Foxes pizza. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's, 
and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew, and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back, too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. Hi, everybody. Your old friend, Mike Houlihan. Welcome once again to Hibernian Radio from the vault. From the vault. And here we are in Town. Hooli Town's one of my favorite places. Uh, you get stuff like this. Patty says to Mick, I found this pin. Is it yours? Mick replies, I don't know. I give it here. He then tries the pen and says, yes, it's my pen. Patty says, how do you know? And Mick says, that's my handwriting. <laughs> my wife just said to me, why do little girls not fart? I said, why? She replied, they don't get an arsehole until they get married. <laughs> Patty walked into his local pub. Three young bucks were discussing the trials and tribulations of being married. Knowing that Patty has been married for a long time and their 50th was soon approaching, they asked him, what was the secret to a happy marriage? Well, you have to do nice things for your wife. For example, for our 25th, I took her to New York. That is nice. What are you doing for your 50th? Going back to visit her. (laughs) Okay. That's all. <laughs> Great show this week. So much fun being with you. Hope to see you all at the uh, Chili Cook-Off uh, Monday. And we will see you next week, and we'll see you later. Bye.